morning, everybody. Or should I say good morning, y'all? But I'm not Pastor Gary, as you can see. And this is a first for me. I'm giving my first online taped broadcast to you with a message that I wrote a few months back before the pandemic started as a homework assignment for our district superintendent, Reverend Davis. And uh, Pastor Gary asked me to give this, and I've added something to it. I hope it flows for you. I hope you are convicted by it. I hope that you get everything you need out of what I'm going to say because God, or should I say the Holy Spirit, has convicted me to say everything I'm going to say. So with that, I ask you to bow your head with me and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for being able to worship freely. That's something we still have, is the freedom to worship. Many things are being taken from us, or taken from you, I should say. A country based on freedom from you is disintegrating. And you know it, and we see it, and something must be done about it. Lord, take this message I'm about to give, and give it to others, that we may see where we're going wrong, where we may go right, and may we do it all for you because you're the one that gave us this country. And we're going to speak about that during this session, and hopefully and prayerfully, we evangelical Christians will act upon it in a way suitable to you to help you make us great again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, everyone. To get started, get your Bibles out and go with me. Uh, we're taking this from Psalm 24, uh, the entire psalm, which begins with the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters, who may ascend the hill of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God and his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Who seeks your face, O God of Jacob, for the past eight years? I have been faithfully going to Eastern Neck Island. And all of you know it's a wildlife refuge at the end of the road here. You cannot go any further than this location by car or truck. You could continue by boat, but I don't want, or more importantly, do I yet need one. I go all the way to the very end and stop at a fence which overlooks an open field with the Chester River in the background. Now there's another story about that fence where I park. And some of you have heard this. There's a sign that says no parking. Well, I park there. And I go beyond the fence and I kneel down and pray. And I heard a vehicle one day when I did this stop and it was a Department of Natural Resources cop, and he grilled me for half an hour about why I had parked there and why I had walked beyond the fence 
He searched my truck, and I thought I was going to jail. But he showed compassion on me and set me free. So I offered him an upper room, which he denied, and that's okay. Anyway, I call this spot my hiding place with God. I am at peace there with my Lord and Savior to talk and pray about anything and everything on my mind, knowing he is listening to every word. This is my Garden of Eden spot, David talked about in verse 1 and 2. This is the only part of the earth that the Lord created in the book of, of, of Genesis. He is the one who created the sun, moon, and stars, the waters beneath them, upon which the earth rests. King David could not have started it, stated it more beautifully than he did in Psalm 8 when he said, and I quote him, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. In all the earth you have set your glory above the heavens. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? Who made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with the glory and honor? You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. David asks us, and I'm sure is asking himself in verse, verses 3 through 5, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Or as I read it, who will make the journey from earth to heaven when God calls us home to stand and walk the streets of his holy city? David then answers that question in verses 4 and 5. He says, He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. In other words, if we remain faithful, trustworthy, and true, obedient, and without sin, or more realistically, ask for forgiveness and repent of our sins, and worship the only one true God who promised to be with us always and never to forsake us, then he will we will receive blessings from the Lord, Lord and vindication from God, his Savior. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. David says in this 23rd Psalm, David wrote those words, David believed those words, David was not perfect, and he knew it, and he admitted it time and time again. Asked, or shall I say he pleaded to God for forgiveness, and God washed away David's sins time and time again because of his true repentant heart. Oh, consider that one verse to be, I consider that one verse to be arguably the single most important verse 
in God's holy Bible. Are we the generation of those who seek the Lord? And as David states in verse 7 or 6, do we honestly and truly seek his face? Do we want to climb Jacob's ladder to that heavenly city that David speaks of where Jesus shall reign forever and ever? Are we doing what Jesus commands us to do as he commanded his disciples to do when he told them to go to the ends of the earth to make followers of him so they may also climb Jacob's ladder? Verses 7 through 10 concludes this uplifting and inspiring psalm of David as we finish our climb up Jacob's ladder. He says, lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Wow. Is that something to look forward to or what? We have been told and been promised in one of God's over 7,000 promises that we will become co-heirs of his kingdom. In this extremely difficult age we live in, as we see thousands lose their lives to the ravages of a deadly virus, we need to go back to God's holy book and words and his dealing with the unbelieving world then. How his wrath was felt in extreme measures to a sin-filled society. We are now to the point where God has seen enough of all this and is showing us who is the boss. How dare we go against his word and manipulate it to serve our desires and lust and greed, to fool ourselves into believing we can have it any way we want it. He has given us ample time to repent and restore his faith in us. Are we going to listen to him, or are we going to let our selfish ambitions bring us to a deadly conclusion. As prophesied in the Holy Bible, I look back at the world during Noah's time. It was filled with sin. There was no end to it. And no one seemed to care. It just went on and on and on, unabated, just like now. God has given the world every chance he could give it. But no one listened back then, and no one obeyed his word, and no one repented, and no one cared about the, the word salvation. But Noah obeyed, built the ark, he persevered through all the chastisement and laughter and persecution he received because he was following God's word. And the ark was completed. And as everyone continued their day-to-day -day life of greed and immoral ways and conduct, God silently sent the rain, and it didn't stop for 40 days. 
And when it did, only Noah and his family and crew of animals were left to begin life anew. And Noah wasn't the only hero of faith to receive God's grace. Every one of them, Joseph, Jacob, Moses, Naomi, David, Elijah, Daniel, Esther, Paul, and many, many others had to endure hardships of every kind. But their faith, trust, obedience, and love for God, their Savior, kept them sheltered from the storm. Even though it felt like his help would never come, but they persevered and triumphed. And their reward was to become that co-heir in heaven with Jesus as their king. As bad as this virus is, God could have made the situation a whole lot worse. He could, have, he could and still could wipe out all of humanity with, the, with his deadly force. But he has chosen to show mercy and make this a mild dose of it. I shudder to think of the outcome if his full act of wrath and rage is unleashed upon us. I can't speak for everyone who is listening or watching this, and I surely can't speak for those who don't have a clue and don't care to have a clue as to who the king of the universe is and the power he possesses. But I can tell you this. I hope and pray that I and the rest of you will be so fortunate and blessed to see those gates David is talking about and spend the rest of our lives with this king of glory. Let's go back to the beginning of the psalm once again. He is the, he is the creator of the universe, the solar system, galaxy, however you want to put it. We are his children he is our creator, our redeemer, and our comforter. I don't know about the rest of you, but when I stand at that fence at the end of Eastern Neck Island, I think about that, and I thank him for turning my life around and making me the servant I am today. I ask him to keep using me to keep leading me on, to show me the way with all the words and knowledge he can give me. And he has never let me down. What I want to try to do is to give back just a portion of what he has given me. We are the evangelicals who the press talks about, who can have and made, has made a difference in elections and the way this country is steered, with God as our pilot. We have the potential to do great things for this country if we choose to. Yet, we have become apathetic and silent, and many of us live for ourselves and not the God we are supposed to be serving. We have turned a blind eye and deaf ear to God's word and, de and demand uh, that we live as we want to, where we're uh, serving ourselves instead of him, and he is now turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to us. We live in a country that has fallen short in telling the good news and continues to fall short in living up to what God expects from each and every one of us. And we need, or should I say we must, go out 
and boldly tell anyone and everyone about the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need to go out into our communities to have the un, to, to love on the unchurched and be their neighbor. Love on them. Show them that we, the church, are with them and care for them. Isn't that the second most important commandment that Jesus taught his disciples? We need to change the attitude that others have of the church and let them see the love of Jesus shine in us and the joy of being a Christian radiate from our hearts. The hatred that exists in this land God gave us must be extinguished. Satan has rallied his forces against us, and we cannot stand for it. We need to stand our ground and reduce Satan to rubble. If we will do this, then the words in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, which I've used time and time again, will come true. It says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This is the key to receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God our Savior. But we need to act now because the prophecies in the book of Daniel, Isaiah, and Revelation, which speaks of the world's destruction, is at our doorstep. Let us be the generation of those who seek him and be the preparers of future generations who will seek him and be so blessed to climb Jacob's ladder to eternity. Then and only then will we see his face and be at peace with the Lord. This, my friends, is our only way back to the grace that the King of glory has showered upon us in the past and can once again pour out to us again if, if, if we will only believe, repent, and serve with dignity and respect the one who has given us that agape love that has flowed from heaven and that same love that he commands, we give him in return. Amen. My benediction is from that great Apostle Paul from the book of Ephesians, one of my favorite parts. Be strong and be his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith 
with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I thank you for your time. I thank you uh, for making this day special to me. I thank God for giving me this chance and Pastor Gary. And Lord, I just hope and I pray that the words you have given me have flowed in a way that will convict those that have heard it and we can make a difference in what the situation in the world will become. A place of worship and love and serving for you. We love you. We know that you're with us. And I just hope and pray that there'll be something good come out of a bad situation, which it did with all your heroes. So be with us and bless us and keep us this week and beyond. And may we be the ones to make a difference in this world for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're not too far.